0: Glory
1: Hello and welcome to episode 121 of the Redbox Report, the weekly movie podcast where we review the latest Blu-rays and DVD releases for Redbox. I'm your host, Bob Fallon.
2: And I'm your co-host, Joel Fallon.
1: And this week, we're going to look at Selma, In the Heat of the Night, in our top five civil rights movies. Yeah, blast from the past. The theme is civil rights. (laughs) And... I guess let's just get right into it since we're recording two episodes tonight. Yeah. Um, Selma. This was a movie that was nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars. But a lot of people felt that it was snubbed big time from the Best Actor category, Best Director category. There was a lot of accusations of racism, I believe, from the Academy. I don't know how... I mean, it might be just based off the people that are in the Academy, a bunch of old white dudes. Yeah. But, I mean, it's a, like thousands of people. Yeah,
2: I don't know. I I wouldn't go as far as saying racist, but... I think... I, after, I think the acting was fantastic, though.
1: I think you could just say bad taste. And yeah. <laughs> and um, what they have, they're looking for a certain thing. Yeah. And
2: didn't this movie come out pretty late in the year?
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of... the yeah I know I don't know I
2: just I feel like they had their minds set On certain That's true Movies already And then This kind of came along And
1: I think this is the main reason People are saying Racism is because They gave it to 12 Years a Slave The year before So they didn't want to You know Oh uh, uh, yeah And I mean I don't know I'm not really Wasn't really looking too much into it In that sense But and since I hadn't seen the movie when the Oscars were coming around, I really didn't know which side to land on. In that did opinion. it win?
2: It didn't win Best Picture. Right? No,
1: it didn't win anything. I don't think. I
2: don't. I don't know if it was the best picture of the year, but I thought it was stronger in its acting separately than I did uh, the directing, hmm. in particular.ly Not that the, we'll get into it, but
1: yeah. well, to set it up, Selma is the story. Well, not the whole story. Now I don't. I guess it's a biopic of Martin Luther King, but it's only a specific time. It's, yeah, It's a it's like specific in the middle he did of his you know, his right. actually I wrote it down. His, it's uh
2: his campaign to secure equal voting rights by marching from Selma to Montgomery, Alabama in nineteen
1: sixty five. His efforts had already caused uh, segregation to be not legal anymore, Yeah. right? And he it. had done other things like i think this is like his third different like campaign of yeah like,
2: he's uh, he's an established civil rights yeah. leader at this point
1: and i thought that was a great choice because i hate these re- standard biopics that encompass the whole person's life yeah so everything has to be watered down to fit it in you know i i prefer these when it's more specific and yeah can I really agree. Just, especially
2: after watching this i was like wow that was uh best way to do it i thought
1: yeah for sure and um we're going into it i heard nothing but great things yeah i've heard most all part.
2: positive reviews except the only negative is the whole award snubbing
1: yeah which but. we're i think we're beyond that now yeah i mean we're we're not looking at it from awards perspective we're just looking at it from what we thought about the movie and what i thought was it was very very good
2: oh i i thought it was a fantastic movie. yeah it uh Definitely exceeded my expectations.
1: Yeah, these biopics, like Lincoln, I actually think it's pretty similar to Lincoln. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Really, I've, in a lot I've of ways. To. Except that I didn't. Yeah. I thought Lincoln was kind of boring, and I didn't really like it that much. I think I would give it a seven or seven and a half. But just look, I, it's not a movie I'd ever want to watch again. To yeah, be
2: this is the impression I got it was overly realistic and kind of dull.
1: But, yeah. but that, I mean, well time. acted, well directed, but that was, again, another just, here's a part of Lincoln's journey, you know? Yeah. Uh, and this was that kind of thing. I thought this was way better for me. This was not boring at all, I thought. Um, I, th- I, knew
2: it, I thought the beginning was a little bit slow. It took me a little while to actually catch my attention, but once it did, it had my attention.
1: Mm-hmm. You know? And going yeah. in... I obviously everybody knows about Martin Luther King to an yeah. extent but all I knew f- was like, like what I learned in school which was basically he was this guy that got shit done you know he, yeah, he, made, speeches, he made change so. happen and he was a great leader and the great speeches and I had a dream speech which is not in this, right? No, I'm not misremembering. It's no, been a it's while a, since I watched it. But fairly
2: famous speech at the end, but it's not the "I Have a Dream."
1: I think I heard that they weren't allowed to use certain speeches or something, so they mm-hmm. had to kind of either slightly change everything to make it a little bit different. I could see I that. Her family may own
2: like, like their rights. To, I don't
1: know. Yeah, I forget. There was some kind of issues involved there, but. But yeah, so I didn't I didn't really know like the specifics of he went here first to get this done.
2: Yeah, me I didn't know his timeline. Yeah, I, I knew general things,
1: and, and that's yeah. pretty much ignorance on my part. But I'm glad that this movie was able to let me see a little bit more of that. Even though it, obviously it's a movie, it's going to have biases yeah. and changes just to make it a better movie, which I. Which I think the director even admitted, like, yeah, some things were changed because I'm making a movie here. Yeah. It has to be...
2: You gotta have people watch
1: it. You gotta have an arc. You can, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I agree with completely. Um, All right. But yeah, I thought um, David Oyelowo was amazing as Martin Luther
2: King. Oh my God, perfect. Um.
1: And have you seen that guy before? And I'm sure you have.
2: He looked familiar, but I couldn't put my finger on where he's um, from.
1: He was in Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, He's been in some other stuff, but it's just crazy how different he looks for this movie. Um, Yeah, I mean, he looked exactly like Martin Luther King. and He had put on some weight, it seemed like, did the patented mustache, like...
2: He had a presence, too. Yeah. When he was...
1: Just from based on his other movies, he, where he... He just... He didn't have that gravitas yeah. that he had here. Like, he... You could just feel it. Like, he felt bigger than he actually was. Yeah, just everyone always looked
2: towards him. And
1: the way he presented himself, a natural charisma, but a quiet charisma. Yeah, it was arts. a
2: minimalist. He was... He just stood still. I think his... He, didn't have much body motion that kind of conveyed that he's a map you know yeah. what I mean he's a rock Have a
1: stoicism about him a guy punches him in the face randomly and he forgives just forgives him well no, I don't know well doesn't forgive him it says <laughs> it's okay he walks away doesn't respond retaliate you know like just his own presence was and it carried on screen sometimes that could not be the case but yeah so.
2: and uh that's. I was trying to look at my notes. One of the things I liked is even though he had such a strong presence, the movie wasn't necessarily about Martin Luther King.
1: Right. It was about
2: everybody. Yeah. The movement. Uh, I thought the president was great too.
1: Yeah, Tom Wilkinson playing which sorry. Lyndon Johnson. Yeah. I believe. That's what, that's what it is.
2: Yeah. Um, but I thought that the, the president was an interesting person because he wanted this to go forward, but he was still kind of. He wanted to in his way a certain
1: well. way in a certain order, yeah. he had his own plan. I think he was more on the side of Martin Luther King, but
2: yeah, his heart was definitely in the right place, but he was still with the times a little bit more yeah. at the same time
1: he th- He thought there was more pressing matters before yeah. they got to this, and he changed his tune by the end of the movie, yeah
2: you gotta respect anybody that can say they were wrong and
1: yeah. No doubt about it. But what I also I liked about the movie was that when it's when it was just showing Martin Luther King by himself or with his wife or in a more private, laid back thing, he was a normal person. He yeah. had mistakes, he had flaws, he had yeah. grievances, you know, like he would complain about it. He's basically I'm getting too old for this stuff. Like it's
2: it's hard, hard work. It's one of my um Favorite parts I have listed is MLK's human. Yeah. As well, the president is to a lesser extent, but Mm -hmm. I liked how they shaped both people, especially him.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's when acting I felt like was even better. Because, yeah, any, not about anyone, but any good actor could pull off the stoic, you know, presence, especially with, I think the direction had a lot to do with that too. Like, the way it's shot and all that, like, can help bring that presence but the fact that he he still has a charisma and a relatability about him behind the scenes so to speak he does almost
2: seem like you would know him or something like that you know he has that kind of presence where it's a familiar
1: yeah and
2: like I said human
1: and just I guess the one character that was kind of and maybe it is realistic but it was basically a cartoon character was Hoover right uh, played by Tim Roth.
2: Yeah. The guy from Reservoir Dogs. He was uh, kind of scripted, wasn't he? Not Maybe not like I
1: mean, literally. maybe that is how... I mean, I'm sure a lot of you... It, it could be. I mean, imp- we're talking politics Terrible people. Here. Yeah.
2: What's <laughs> it, what, uh, Kevin Spacey and Making House of Cards followed some politicians around and someone asked him how it was and he was like, they're all horrible actors.
1: <laughs> yeah, and... Basically, I liked all of, like, the people of Selma and the people that were in King's group and went with him. Like, yeah. Like, uh, Common, um... Well, there was a handful of there's a, uh, Oprah, a lot. Oprah. Yeah, Oprah. A lot of familiar faces and names that just... Like, that big guy, wasn't he on The Wire? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I never really watched The Wire, but I think... Yeah, I
2: think he played Stringer. Stringer yeah. Bell on The Wire. I... He's actually getting to be a fairly big actor, but I I don't know what his name is off the top of my head. He's mm. British actually. I'm pretty sure.
1: He's yourself, Elba, I don't well he wasn't in this, was he? I don't know. I was oh, thinking you know of what? The bigger, older um, guy.
2: I thought the one guy Looked was like him at first, but clearly actually he wasn't.
1: Um I'm talking about like the um, heavier set older Oh, bunk well to to okay. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, all the act, all the acting in this movie in general, fantastic. Yeah. The way that the director made the impact felt, I thought, was great as well. The violence is brutal, it, not cartoony, not over the top, but, but it, it's in a truthful, way, you know, not like, super realistic either. But something about it, like. Well, it's like she raised the volume of the batons hitting. You know, yeah. like you really felt when they were beating them, or when any ever there was violence of that sort, it made an impact. Yeah, you the,
2: felt it. The direction, I thought, it very demands your emotion, your the emotional connection between you and the movie. I think. Yeah, that that might be really what sets the tone for everything is how they do that.
1: Yeah, and it gets started right away when it's just these schoolgirls walking down a building. Oh. And all of a sudden, it blows up. Yeah,
2: I was like, what am I watching yeah, right and now?
1: And I heard someone complain about that, because I guess they knew that it was coming. I had no idea. Yeah. And I was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> After is- I
2: looked it up, I think it is something you learn about, like, in the civil rights thing. But I... I can't remember exactly what it was called, but I had heard about it before. After I looked it up, the bombing.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I just thought that's at the turn of brutal violence that comes out of nowhere. So then you're kind of on edge with the rest of the movie whenever there's yeah, confrontation.
2: I think that's one thing that's doesn't come through translation much with the civil rights movement is how brutally violent it was mm-hmm. towards them. It, Wasn't just like they were marching and the police beat them up, some like they went through serious,
1: especially the stuff with that family. Like, uh, again, it's been two weeks since I watched it, but like, there's a certain scene where they this family it's like a mother, a father, and a son and they run down the hallway and they try to hide in a restaurant. Oh, and then the cops follow them in. Man, I don't want to spoil anything, but so, like, that. He just heart breaks. Like, what the fuck?
2: Yeah, that was nuts. It was almost like an action movie in that particular part. You know what I mean? Like the the intensity of it all.
1: Yeah. But, and I just felt like the way the film was shot was really good. Like bright colors. Like the, when they're doing the march over the bridge in the broad daylight. Like. Yeah. I don't know. It just looked good on film. Yeah, and I was even going to say when they're
2: inside. They still have all those colors and all, but it's how they use the lighting. Mm-hmm. It's really it's dark behind them, but they kind of stand it out because of it.
1: Yeah, it's not like um, a Marvel movie bright, like yeah, It's like a soap ish type uh, lighting. But it, it was good. I don't really know how to describe it, but I yeah, just like the of way filmy
2: looking, you know.
1: Yeah, and a really good score. Yeah, love I love that song by Common Glory. Yeah, that was uh, awesome.
2: That, I was listening to it right before it came over here, actually.
1: <laughs> Especially the the way they have it at the very end. Yeah, like that's. I think if it have played in the beginning, it wouldn't have the impact because you've gone through this journey, you know.
2: Yeah, you went through plus the the theme cultural yeah. differences between rap and what they're you know what I mean yeah. like oh yeah not cultural well rap just wouldn't fit in the sixties. It's yeah. perfect.
1: Mm-hmm. At least but yeah, that bridge scene, or much, I think there's a few bridge scenes that are crazy. There's one where they do, they act up violently, and then another one where they don't. Yeah. And it's almost more powerful when they didn't. And then Martin Luther King makes a decision. I don't want to spoil it, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, I think very it's
2: interesting. like the contrast. And I just
1: like seeing the strategy. You know? This yeah, it wasn't...
2: It It's kind of cool to see how thought out it was. Yeah, it's, like it's a chess not game. like
1: you just get a bunch of people together and wing it, you know? He's, like, writing down in a notebook, like, coming up with a game plan. And, and I love that, because I'm... That's obviously how it would be.
2: Yeah, in that respect, he's almost more like a general, you know? Yeah,
1: even, like his own, like, his speeches, his presentation, the way he looks to the people he wants to get on his side and the people he's against like that's all premeditated for the most part. I mean it's still himself but he's bringing out a certain aspect of his personality and purpose. Yeah, and I
2: like how uh so much of it's like reverse psychology too.
1: Do not hit them, do not act up. Let them be the bad guys. Let them be violent. Yeah, and it's you know. Let the world see what is going on, it, you know.
2: Yeah, and he said without too much spoilers um uh, you know. The only way the president's going to notice us if we're on the front yes. page of the newspaper so we're on the regular news
1: mm-hmm. and, and that takes a lot of bravery because they don't understand what could happen you know
2: yeah absolutely he's really lucky the president had so much respect for him
1: yeah if it would have been a more of an asshole president yeah. it might have not been good um, as far as complaints go I don't have a lot I just felt every once in a while I felt like there were some corny moments like when Oprah gets dragged down and it's in slow motion that didn't land as as hard for me
2: no especially after everything else has so much gravity to it you Mm. know that part and I kind of
1: it's the fact that it's Oprah in general kind of I mean it didn't bother me but it was like it's Oprah yeah it kind of
2: just seemed like she was trying to I feel like... Get some the, attention for it or something. Yeah.
1: I feel like what the, the director... I, we haven't said her name, by the way, is... Um, DuVernay... Ava DuVernay. i probably Ava, pronouncing
2: it wrong, but... Ava DuVernay. Duvernay yeah. But like I that.
1: think what she's going for there is... And that act happens early on in the film, so... That's, again, setting a tone that even Oprah can be... You yeah. Know? Like, I feel like that's what that casting was. But, um...
2: Yeah, it's just compared to the other ones. It's just, again, minor complaint.
1: hmm Let's see. Uh, what about the marital issues with uh, Martin Luther King and, and his wife? I thought that was really well done as well. Yeah. Um,
2: I mean, I thought it was really good, but I was so involved in what he was trying to do, I sort of...
1: It took you out of it a it little bit? It took me
2: out of it a little bit. Uh, again, another very minor complaint, because it was done fairly well. But It,
1: it was just another case of showing how human he was, because... And, it, again, it's realistic. This is a huge thing. It's going to take all your attention away from focusing on your marriage. You know, you're going to have problems. Oh, yeah, kind of stress. And they allude to him cheating on her, and... Yeah, I mean... It wasn't my favorite parts, but I thought it was really well done. Yeah. So, you got anything else? Uh,
2: I, I thought some of the parts were a little bit slow, but yeah, minor parts really or not, my mm. but
1: Nitpicking. acceptable
2: for everything else.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um. I just like yeah. yeah were... I
2: just I think we pretty much summed it all up.
1: Yeah, I even just like the scene Like when they go to that one woman's house Who's cooking everybody dinner And more and more people just kill in Yeah, helping in. themselves yeah. And, yeah,
2: I like that part
1: uh, It was There was some levity every once in a while You know, it wasn't completely dead serious all the time but. Yeah, I guess
2: it's just I like the movie because It's about everybody It's about people, I feel like mm-hmm. And they, they did a great job conveying it I thought the acting was great and yeah everything else is pretty minor compared to that
1: yeah and timely uh, the Baltimore riots yeah it's kind of you do a little compare and contrast and (laughs) how far have we come yeah I don't know
0: (laughs) unfortunately
1: but yeah I thought it was pretty great definitely deserving of a best picture nomination wasn't my favorite movie of the year no mine
2: either but yeah absolutely deserving
1: yeah um yeah, I'll give it an 8.5 out of 10. I'll give the same thing, 8.5. Sounds good. <laughs> let's let's kick it off to an older... I don't know, civil rights. I don't know if it's a civil rights movie. It's just but sort it, of in the era. It brings up those topics. Like, it's... Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah it, all it shows all those wounds. It shows that yeah, the rights are not being <laughs> respected. Yeah. So I guess... That's what we mean when we say civil rights movies, even for the top five. It's not like it has to be the civil rights movement in the 60s. It's yeah. basically just people's human rights being violated, I guess. Um, in the Heat of the Night. Um, this was a movie from, was it 1967?
2: Yeah, 67. Um, Norman
1: Jewison. Yeah, I hadn't heard of him. But, again. It's movie, so I, I didn't really know the directors back then as much. But Sidney Portier is the the main guy, and he's a black cop from Philadelphia who's down... Where are they?
2: Um, Mississippi.
1: Yeah, that's right. He's visiting? I don't know why he's down there. I can't um, remember, but... I think he has,
2: like, family or something
1: like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And basically, the movie starts where there's a murder, or at least a death, and and then the cop that found the dead body... And just happens upon Sidney Poitier in a train station, and immediately arrests him and, like, violently—not violently, but like roughly yeah, handles and him, question
2: him about having money.
1: Yeah, bring him to the station. It's obviously this full-on racist, like, hick town. Yeah, they're basically and, uh,
2: trying to put the murder on him, just yeah, for him being at the train station the exactly. time.
1: And it turns out he's a cop. So then. He kind of works his way to helping these people try to solve the murder <laughs> and uh, time, try right to work with them at the same time, hating them and what they stand for. Yeah. It's uh, like a battle of conscience. but yeah. still. But at the same time, it's like a mystery thriller type of movie. Uh, highly regarded.
2: It won five Oscars.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah,
2: no, that's the first thing I saw on their uh, IMDb page.
1: Yeah, um, going into it, I had heard of the name of the movie, but I didn't really know what it was about. Yeah, exactly. I, even, I
2: recognized it from like seeing pictures of it, and mm-hmm. uh, I think I had a film class in high school or something like that.
1: Yeah, um, But yeah, going in, I was in decently high expectations. Yeah, I five and,
2: Oscars and... But I also I mean It being an older movie Fully I don't know It's just different How people act And stuff like that Yeah
1: What did you think? Uh, I thought it was A
2: pretty solid movie Actually Yeah I Um, liked it I liked it The time Doesn't wear on it Too bad
1: Holds up pretty well
2: Yeah And I could see How a lot of movies borrowed Certain uh, Character Elements And stuff Mm Mm-hmm From uh or not story elements more so in character. But I thought it was pretty interesting how he was uh just happened to be a homicide detective from Philadelphia.
1: Yeah.
2: He gets like contracted into doing it.
1: A little convenient for plot. Yeah, uh, I
2: thought a lot some of the things were pretty convenient, but with its age you gotta give it a little bit more credit.
1: Sure. Um yeah, I thought Cine Porte was great as the main guy yeah uh, he's obviously he's a huge actor from back then <laughs> he's been in a lot of great movies even I've seen a, like a handful of them but I know like he's even highly regarded for ones I haven't seen like uh, oh, okay, guess who's coming to dinner is that I think that's him but I know he's in shoot now I can't remember the name of the movie but it's like a British <laughs> movie where he's a teacher in a British school system and Hmm. that was really good. I think Two Sir with Love is what it was called. Uh, That was a good movie. He's a great actor, and I thought he did a good job here. Yeah. Um, As far as the other characters, um, Uh, some were better than others. Yeah, I thought like the head of what was he the police chief? The main police chief. Yeah, he was. He was good. good. Yeah, but everyone
2: else is kind of like that. Stereotypes, which is a
1: stereotype for a reason. Yeah, so it's probably realistic, but a little cartoony yeah there and there. But um, yeah, the police chief—I thought he his stuff was actually the best of the movie because it just seemed like as the movie went on, he was just going through the motions with his racism. If that makes any sense, yeah. like it felt like deep down. He was more, like, normal and, I don't know, not racist. Yeah. But because everybody else is, he kind of just goes along with it. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, I know what
2: you mean now. Um, Yeah, for sure. He kind of wants to go by the the books, quote unquote, like how they do it there. But he's kind of wrestling with, this probably isn't the right thing to do, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's I like think that's partially getting this guy to do it was partially coming to terms with that.
1: Yeah. And as, whereas the other cop was just flat out oh, <laughs> racist as shit and like terrible. And yeah, so it's like when you're, when you're brought up with one way of life, everyone you're around is thinking one thing. Of course, that's all you know. You're probably going to think the same thing and you witness of things that will open your own eyes to make your own decisions. Um, <laughs> And I like how they kind of, they still never get along great the whole time, but they kind like, of come to terms. Yeah, yeah, they work together pretty well to figure it out. As far as, the, like, the mystery thriller aspect of the movie, I thought it was decent. It felt like more of an episode of a television show yeah. than a, like, a movie plot. Yeah. Know? But again, that's the times, maybe that's. Yeah, kind one of, of all tied up <laughs> Yeah.
2: You know. Yeah, and I thought, like, some of the EQs is the one guy, and the guy gets a lynch mob, and he just so you know, happens to solve the mystery, Just the lynch yeah. mob grabs him.
1: Yeah. And... See, so, yeah, a lot of plot conveniences, but not bad, I didn't think. Yeah, I
2: mean, it was an interesting way to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I give him some credit for it.
1: But and then there's the little side plot with like the 16-year-old girl who's just voice like, naked. Yeah, which, that ties into the mob part, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With her brother or whatever. But that was... <laughs> that actress did not look 16. You know? No. <laughs> <laughs> and in the beginning, he the cop like drives past and she's standing there naked. And it's like the windowsill is conveniently blocking her nipples. <laughs> yeah. Over. I don't know. That was kind of weird but yeah I don't know there's not a whole lot to say about the movie just because it's pretty straightforward like yeah
2: yeah, I'll I'll give it it probably was pretty ahead of it's time I mean 1967 yeah and again the subject matter I mean it wasn't far off from Selma 65 is when that happened Yeah. yeah think of it in that terms
1: that's true um it's For me, it's, it's always hard to put it in perspective of time. Yeah. I can only kind of look at it from now, but... Uh,
2: but we yeah. weren't... We didn't... We were alive then, so yeah. it's kind of <laughs> yeah. hard to...
1: Exactly. 20 years before I was born. Yeah. I mean, it was... It was well done. I, I enjoyed it. And, uh, again, I liked some of the messages it was going for, I thought, were on point. Yeah. And others were kind of... Or yeah, more. yeah, yeah like some of that is rounded off but again it's the times so
2: yeah
1: I would give it a solid 7.5 out of 10 I enjoyed watching it it just I don't know if I would consider it a classic in my own Ye-
2: mind I was between a 6.5 and a 7 I I'll give it a soft 7
1: alright that sounds good let's get into some other civil rights human rights movies that we liked alright our top 5 um
2: you want to kick it off?
1: Yeah, I'll kick it off, but before we do that, let's talk about it in general. You were telling me before we started that you were kind of disappointed in in your list. Yeah, I definitely... I,
2: I thought there were more civil rights movies, and I definitely thought I had seen more of those. And then after, like, looking them up... Don't get me wrong, there's a few of the movies on here I've only seen bits and pieces of, but I'm just so surprised how few... I completely seen, you know. Yeah. For me, for being such a big subject, yeah, I guess I didn't realize a lot of that was learned from TV and stuff like that. Not really (laughs) seen watching movies.
1: For me, I noticed a lot of movies that I watched in high school (laughs) were yeah civil rights movies, and some most of they picked good ones for the most part. I don't remember all of them, but. I
2: think mississippi burning was the one i saw really i've never sport. i've never and seen that you, well i
1: don't want to give it away <laughs> <laughs> all right i'll start my number five is a movie that i first saw in school uh glory with matthew broderick denzel washington Forrest whitaker oh, I, I, <clears throat> it's like a civil war movie i believe it's been so long but i know it's a war movie, but I think it's the, the Civil War, and it's basically how the blacks in the military were kind of segregated and had to, yeah, regular, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, I know that movie now. I haven't,
2: uh, <clears throat> I saw Half Fit in School, yeah. Um, I think it was like, uh, it was an odd day or something like that. So they put on one, we never ended up finishing it,
1: yeah, that happens too. But a very good movie, I, from what I remember. Again, I saw it in high school. I don't think I've seen it all the way through since then. But yeah. I remember thinking it was really good and, and maybe one of Denzel's best. I've said before when we did our Denzel episode that he's a great actor that hasn't been in a lot of great movies. Yeah. And I think this is one of his, maybe not great, but very good movies.
2: Yeah. I got him on my list somewhere down the line. All right. All right. <laughs> My number five is a movie I saw in school, I believe middle school, um, To Kill a Mockingbird.
1: That's an honorable mention for me. Yeah, it was a movie that Casey recommended to me for Film Club a few months back. Yeah. Um, very good movie.
2: It's a classic novel and very good movie. Uh, I'd recommend going seeing
1: it. For sure. Great courtroom scene. It's really well done. It's
2: yeah, sure. uh, it's been a long time since I've seen it. Never read
1: thing, the book, but... <laughs> but the movie was good. <laughs> My number four is a more recent movie. Actually, the rest of mine are kind of from two, in the 2000s at least. Three of them are pretty recent. All right. uh, Fruitvale Station. that came out a, a year or two ago. Uh, Michael B. Jordan stars as the man, apologies, I don't remember his name, that <laughs> was killed at the BART station in San Francisco uh,
2: by a cop. That's weird, I was just skimming through this movie the other day, because I thought that might be what it was about, but I wasn't sure. It's on Netflix, I believe. Yeah,
1: a great movie. I absolutely loved it. I think it was my 2013 top ten, I think it was somewhere in the middle there. Really? Between like five and eight, maybe, Hmm. from what I remember, but definitely was on my top ten list, and very deserved. Michael B. Jordan, just with the powerhouse performance, like quickly becoming one of my favorite young actors like to look out for. Yeah. Uh, I definitely <laughs> have to
2: check <trip> that <laughs> right out. And he will man.
1: be human torch in Fantastic. Four. <laughs> <laughs> he's killing places. Now he's gonna actually be Apollo Creed's son in that movie. The Creed movie. Oh really? Yeah. That's cool. uh, and I think that actually is being directed by the guy that directed for Station, but just a very well done it's like shows you a day in his life, that day in his life when yeah. he was killed, and like leading up to it. There's some definitely conveniences and heavy-handed stuff, but together I thought it was very powerful, very good movie. Cool. Police brutality.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number four is Remember the Titans.
1: Yeah, I had uh, a subtle, subtle,
2: right? But it's a it's a great movie. I've always enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, and, Ryan Gosling, <laughs> sunshine. Right? Is that who he was? About?
2: <laughs> um, Denzel in it too. Yeah, right? man. Yeah, another it's Denzel. Scary. God, it's I got two Denzel movies. So. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you don't know what it's about. I recommend just googling it and watching it now because yeah. it's a great flick.
1: Yeah, and definitely heavy-handed. Not very subtle.
2: No, not but at all.
1: But when you're a younger kid. Really good.
2: Yeah, I saw this in uh, movies whenever it came out. So it's
1: 90s? Yeah. Late uh, 90s? Early. Yeah. I early 2000s, I 12th, believe. Though. Decent soundtrack, too. Yeah. <laughs> Had a lot of those old 70s, I guess. Is it a pop tunes. true story? I want to say yes, but that's just conjecture.
2: You know what? I think I'm thinking of We Are
1: Marshall. Well, that's definitely a true story. Yeah. I and, think uh, Remember
2: the Titans might have like a grain of truth or something. Yeah.
1: Though, but. We are Marshall, not nearly as good of a movie. No. <laughs> uh, my number three is actually a documentary. It's a little bit of cheating because if you went, I'm sure there's been a million documentaries on these kinds of subjects. So, yeah, like, yeah. human rights, but uh, this was a recent documentary. It was so good and that I just, I had to put it on here. Uh, How to Survive a Plague. This okay. is a movie, I think I talk, I've talked about it before it's a documentary about the AIDS crisis from the 80s. Oh, okay. Um, just a very powerful movie. Very powerful documentary with real footage from the time and and just showing the effects. And um, My only complaint at the time was that I was so ignorant to all that was going on that it kind of breezed by just a general explanation of how how everything was going, you know what I mean? Oh, okay. Um but that's actually probably makes it a better film because you don't want to assume your audience is a bunch of idiots. Yeah. So I like when a movie treats their the viewers as smart, intelligent people. I, I just happen I to not be things... in this specific Yeah,
2: spell it out.
1: Yeah. But great, great documentary. I right. Recommend it to anybody. Sweet.
2: All right. My number three is Mississippi Burning. Um, I always this was, get this yeah. mixed up with the other Mississippi. There's Ghosts of Mississippi, which by not my honorable mentions. Okay. I think Ghosts of Mississippi is the one with Alec Baldwin in it. And this one, Mississippi Burning, is a much better movie. Steven I can't remember. Jabalowski. I think so. Yeah.
1: Like this I was said, supposed to be great. It was actually one I haven't seen, but one that, if you hadn't seen it, might have been our film club this week, but uh, you had said you... I saw it in, like,
2: movie. ninth grade. I'm pretty vague on it, but I do remember it was an awesome movie. Yeah. And yeah, about the times. So.
1: Cool. Well, my number two is American History X. Oh,
2: okay. Have you seen it? Um. Yes. Black
1: and white movie with Edward Norton. He yeah. He plays a... a Nazi Yeah I've
2: seen it About A few times actually
1: He gets out of jail And it kind of Flashes back From What got him there How he did in jail And then When he gets out And his younger brother Who's kind of Following in the same footsteps Yeah And Yeah It's just It's a great movie It's a great movie I don't know If that's civil rights But it's yeah, it's, it's Nazism Kind of modern day Human rights Yeah issue. Um just a movie that that I liked a lot when I saw it. Yeah. Number two.
2: Number two for me is Malcolm X. Now oh. this isn't one I've seen all the way through. Um, we had the DVD when I was at the beach and it was broken, so there was a certain point we couldn't <laughs> watch this. But I watched it with my roommate a few times. Denzel again. Denzel, great performance. This is definitely
1: him. a high school movie for me. It's out of mention. Nice. Um. So let's let's debate it, Malcolm X or Martin Luther King. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I don't think I'm qualified to make that decision. Yeah,
1: me either. But I think they both had the same general idea. Yeah, What about it different ways.
2: I do remember I didn't used to like Malcolm X because I thought he was like kind of a racist himself, which kind of was. But if you actually like watched the story about him, he goes to Mecca and sees that people from all over the world came and he kind of changes
1: and at the same time it's kind of understandable oh no i i do understand yeah i mean i feel <laughs> if don't you're get being mistreated and mistreated you'd probably, you know, but i guess would be i
2: resistant. was looking at it for like martin luther king or uh even yeah, yeah. here's the guy from south africa mandela
1: yeah, yeah. i oh i hear you but after it's kind of pretty cool it is kind of funny when you hear people claim reverse racism, but of uh, you would be too if your whole life you know oh yeah i, I it's hard mean to trust, he's fully like,
2: racist, but i I just thought that no, he didn't make the situation better, but after actually learning about him and stuff, yeah, different story,
1: yeah, I don't think I'm qualified to debate really <laughs> the issue fully, but um my number one is twelve years a slave. oh, I haven't seen that. Amazing, yeah. amazing movie. Uh, regrettably, I watched it twice. It's hard, like, it's a hard movie to watch cause yeah. it's so good. It's so brutal, so realistic. Like, I watched it in theaters and thought it was great. And then I rewatched it because I thought it was so great. I rewatched it for the when we reviewed it on the podcast. Yeah. And whew, I don't know if I can watch it again. <laughs> it still it held up completely as a great movie, but it's just. Very, very hard to watch. There's a hanging scene. There's, I don't know. But it has a lot of great powerful moments. There's a specific scene, like a funeral, where all the slaves are together mourning this loss and start singing this, I guess, a hymn together. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's probably my favorite part of the movie, but... Yeah, of course, everyone is what 12 Years a Slave is. It won Best Picture that year, deservedly, for sure. It's a top ten all-time movie for me. Wow.
2: Yeah. Jeez, I said something. My number one is Selma.
1: Okay, okay. honorable mention for yeah. me. Actually, could be number five, Glory, if I really thought about it. Yeah,
2: I, I usually
1: honestly... try
2: to keep the movie review off the, the list, just... To keep things open,
1: but I don't. I honestly, if I'm being honest, I made the list before I saw Selma. Oh, okay. So I usually I do I'll do that sometimes, and then I'll double check it. Where would I fit this in here somewhere? Yeah. If I, I would have done it, I probably would have put Selma number five. But there you go. It's <laughs> a good number one. It's a great movie, as we talked about. <laughs> yeah. Any other honorable mentions?
2: Uh, just the uh, goes to Mississippi. Or in the heat of the moment too, because I was that honorable mention.
1: Alright, I have Do the Right Thing. Okay. Uh, Hairspray. Yeah. Two movies we've reviewed over the past <laughs> month or so. Um, good Night and Good Luck. Malcolm X to Kill a Mockingbird. Nice.
2: Yeah. Did
1: you watch anything else this week? Part one?
2: Um, I watched Chappie, but uh, I think we're going to do that in a few weeks, so I'll get
1: yeah, into no. that. Yeah. What about your
2: overall thoughts? Just overall thoughts? Um, I. It was not as nearly bad of a movie as I expected it to be after it getting panned. Yeah. As much as... But I just don't think it's the movie people thought it was going to be. It's... I don't know. Yeah, it's it's, it's hard to exactly movie. explain, but... It's kind of... I, mean, I can't really put my finger on what exactly... It's not like this big idea of what a robot start thinking as much as it's kind of about the adventure of that happening.
0: Yeah.
1: So um I really did not like Elysium so I'm not exactly looking forward to Chappie. I I do have interest cuz I think the director has a unique style but he just uses that unique style repeatedly and um if you go know. into
2: the movie thinking it's going to be some big idea, you'll be disappointed. If you go into the movie just looking to enjoy something, kind of a bubblegum action movie, Pretty good,
1: Alright. All right. Well, I will be going in with low expectations, so maybe that'll help. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Obviously, I'm going to watch it if we were going to review it. But if we weren't reviewing it, I don't know if I would watch it.
2: I think some people are just hating on the style that he went sort of a futuristic Mad Mm -hmm. Max-y. Definitely more civilized than Mad Max, but very South African style.
1: Yeah. Well, he is South African. So. Yeah, so. <laughs> guess it makes sense. Uh, all right, I watched Avengers: Age of Ultron.
2: Nice. What <laughs> movie do? Uh,
1: did it really obviously mon- monetarily it did, <laughs> it did it fantastic. Uh, first, I guess I should say I watched I rewatched the original Avenger movie, okay. Avengers movie, um, Avengers, before I went and saw it. Actually. I took my daughter to see it. She woke up and she wasn't... I think she seemed like she had a bit of a cold starting up. So we planned on going. Then when she woke up with a cough, I was like, nah, we're not going to go. I'll just go get the original Avengers, rent that first. Oh, that's good. And see how she likes it. We sat down and watched that whole movie and and she seemed to be feeling better. So I was like, you want to go see the next, the new one? And she's like, yeah, let's go. (laughs) maybe not as conversationally as that but so we went and we saw Avengers Age of Ultron Age of Ultron in 3D nice two and a half hours in a movie theater with 3D glasses on her face (laughs) after she had already watched two and a half hours of the first Avengers and she sat through the whole thing wow she enjoyed it I was impressed nice Uh, but as for the first Avengers hell it definitely holds up in my mind okay first half an hour so it was a little bit slower because it's so much build up yeah. Getting the team together. Yeah. And after you've seen it once, that's I liked it, loved it the first time. That Necessary part. evil for the yeah. movie. But once you get into it, it's just as good as I remembered. anyway. And I thought that the the sequel was really good as well. Um, not as good as the first one, I'd say. A little bit of a step down. Okay. It has like a 74, 75% of Rotten Tomatoes. And I hear a lot of people not liking it. And not... Hmm. Me personally, these movies are made for me. Let's face it. I am a Marvel... I mean, at least when I read comics, I was like a Marvel guy. And these were the things I was reading when I was reading comics. was Avengers, Spider-Man, X-Men. Yeah. And I just feel like Marvel has done a masterful job at just bringing the experience of reading Avengers comic books and these Marvel comic books to the big screen. I just think it's a perfect adaptation of that. Nice. With their whole universe and this this continues that trend it's not the greatest plot wise story like ultron is cool yeah but i feel like he's kind of wasted as a villain because they're trying to set up things for the next movies and all this okay so i feel like they could do that better but i can't complain it's a ton of action great action i actually heard a couple people say that this is like Transformers level with the CGI in action. Yeah. I disagree. For me, this has weight. This is good special effects. Not the weightless... Yeah, everything like, I've sh- seen... Explosions... Seen pretty solid.
2: Is, but... Sorry.
1: No, i uh, And there's new characters, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. I actually, going in, was like, I don't know. This is going to feel weird, forced, they're not going to be good. I actually like both of them a great deal. Even really? Quicksilver... When I like the Quicksilver from X-Men, I don't really like Aaron Taylor-Johnson. I always much. liked
2: Quicksilver growing but up. But
1: he's really good. Yeah, he's really cool in this. And uh, Hawkeye actually takes a step up and becomes really cool. And That's
2: cool. I always wanted him to be better. Just love
1: watching these characters on screen, especially all together interacting. It was it was cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to get too much into it because we'll be reviewing it down the road. But I'd give it an 8.5 out of 10. Nice. Easily, yeah. Anything else for you?
2: Oh, um, no. I was. I've been working a lot, as you know. As I you know. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: right. All right. Well, I guess I'd go into a couple other things. Um, Kurt Cobain montage of heck. Oh the yeah, you Yeah, this. the HBO documentary that aired a couple of weeks ago, basically is just. It's more of a story of Kirk Cobain's life than the band. Um, okay. There's a lot of Nirvana music, obviously, and a lot of stuff about Nirvana in there. But basically, it's just from his childhood all the way through to his suicide. And um, I thought it was really well done, really good. And after the movie was over, I immediately downloaded Nirvana Unplugged off of iTunes. iTunes. Wanted to download more music, but I'm like, I can't afford all that. But <laughs> just made me want to listen to that music because... It's really, really good. Show. Yeah,
2: I always forget how awesome her final was. So yeah, I'll get kicks. So it's just zone. so
1: sad to think, like, guys gone at 27 years old, right in the prime of his creative. You know, obviously this is selfish thinking. Yeah, cause but I didn't you just know wanna him. Hear more and more. But I want to hear what he could have possibly done. He'd be like in his 50s now. Yeah, that's just crazy. An yeah, like. absolute legend. I mean, yeah, who knows how. He could have evolved, you know? Yeah. Just... It's a tragic, tragic thing. But, anyway, the documentary was really well done. Um, They, like, use his notes from his notebook and his... Like, he had a recording of himself just, like, telling stories and talking nonsense or whatever. And it kind of just pieced it all together with interviews, obviously, from people. Like, Mm -hmm. his mom and his dad were interviewed. Um... And they actually do like certain scenes or like what's it called when they uh, like re-, a re
2: um re <laughs> whatever uh, <laughs>
1: re- recreation yeah. yeah they do recreations with animation with animation <laughs> oh yeah. and also they like take some of his drawings from his notebook and will animate that and they just did these little weird interesting things to sounds pretty cool mixed in with like home videos. And you just see, like, man, that dude was fucked up on heroin. Yeah. Dad. And, uh, like, his daughter actually was a producer for the movie. Oh, really? Yeah, Francis Bean. And there's a scene of Kurt and Courtney cutting her hair when she's a baby, when they're all doped up. You can tell it's just sad to watch. But, Jesus. They really got it all sides. But he definitely was a. Tormented genius, like yeah. Could just... Some of the
2: other documentaries I've seen about him, they said he, looking back, he used suicide.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh huh. But very good documentary in my opinion. Yeah, Nirvana. Eight to eight and a half out of ten for me. And the last movie I'll talk about for this episode is The Great Bear. The Great Bear. <laughs> <laughs> this was an animated movie that Mackenzie, my daughter, got. For for Easter from her Nana, in her Easter basket, it was just a terrible, terrible, <laughs> movie. The animation is so shoddy. It's like a video game frame rate. And it was like, uh, it's just wasn't good. Two and a half out of ten. That was painful. I would I would watch Frozen for the. That's always
2: so bad. It's good. Terrible. Not even.
1: <laughs> I would watch Frozen for the five hundredth time ever watching it. <laughs> and I also finished Bloodline, the net. how did show? you end up
2: liking that finale?
1: I liked it a lot. I thought it was great. Really? Actually, yeah. It actually it got better as it went on. I think. It's still. The I rumors were true.
2: Start it back up on you. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I told you I watched yeah. the first episode. Yeah.
1: The rumors were true. It ends very very strong. <laughs> like that last five or six episodes just gets progressively better. It's really really, really good. Yeah. Nice. I
2: like uh, Cheers that build. It's just, you gotta kind of gamble with, is this show gonna gonna have to pay Yeah, (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, Like, the first seven seven or eight episodes are definitely good. They're just a little slow, there's interesting things here and there, Mm -hmm. and you're kind of wondering a little bit, like, where is this going? Is this gonna do anything? (laughs) And just trust me that it does. (laughs) Cool. It ends super strong. Can't wait for season two. Don't know exactly where they're gonna go with it, but... I'm interested. Is this, this AMC show? No, at Netflix. Oh, really? Yeah, just straight up. That's exclusive cool. to Netflix. Uh, ben Mendelsohn is amazing. So is Kyle Chandler. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely would recommend it. Alright, let's switch gears to the news. The news. Let's do it. Uh, Alright, American Idol. Done. Canceled. Done. One more season next year. Season 15. After that. No more. Thank God. You ever watch it? Yeah, I've seen it before. I've watched since season six. <laughs> um, guilty pleasure, but I mean, actually, when I first started watching it, I like for the first three or four seasons that I watched, there was always this like one person that st- was actually good, in my opinion. Yeah. And I would like, I even bought some of their CDs and listened to them. But then, ahead had about, I don't know, one of the seasons like three or four years ago, just stopped. I, there stopped being that person that I would root for or want to hear beyond just the stupid show of American Idol.
2: Yeah, I just, I think but it's just so repetitive. And...
1: My personality, my obsessive compulsive <laughs> yeah. personality is, I will just, I got to, I got to watch it. <laughs> So I'm so glad that it's being canceled. Like, <laughs> I don't quote unquote have to watch it anymore. But yeah, but still, it used to be the biggest show in the world yeah. at one point. And just had funny how fast it fell off.
2: I just thought it was funny how bad the winners did in their careers, and yeah. generally the runner up or lower ends up having good ones.
1: Yeah, yeah. This season especially has been terrible in my opinion. Oh, well, it's over it sucked I thought (laughs) there was no one that I was interested in I would just fast forward kind of like the (laughs)
2: winners are like Tim Tebow's huge (laughs) college football and don't do anything in the NFL
1: here's uh, American Idol two hour episode I get through it in like 10-15 minutes because I'm super fast forward to starting the next performance here's the first 15 seconds next (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll give us one thirty. Next, <laughs> like yeah, that's just how how it goes. But canceled. Who would have thought Survivor would outlast and outnumber them? Yeah. They do better ratings now than American Idol.
2: I, like I said, when you first told me Survivor I was coming back on, I didn't know it was the one. And <laughs> I don't, I, I don't watch network. I don't have my cable box even hooked up, so that's not yeah. like saying I hate it.
1: Only early, uh, early thirty seasons over fifteen years. <laughs> but yeah,
2: who would have thought that'd still be around you know, <laughs> yeah.
1: for American Idol? A um, little more TV news. Uh, there's a new Muppets TV show coming to ABC in the fall. Really? Yeah, Muppets, yeah. Muppets, Muppets. Um, Do we ever a big fan Kermit? Um, I wasn't Guns like hooked over. on them,
2: but I did like them.
1: Yeah. Same here. I never like had like a huge like, affinity for him. Yeah, exactly. Uh I might watch that show just with my daughter. Be something to watch with McKenzie. Yeah. Uh she liked the movie enough. I mean, neither of the new movies were great, but they weren't bad. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a remake of the fugitive. The Tommy Lee no, Harrison Ford uh, and Tommy uh, yeah. Jones, actually. Movie. I don't know. I think the well, originals need to be good enough, yeah. yeah. So I feel like sometimes instead of rebooting, how about re-release the original in theaters for a couple of weeks? Yeah, you know, like Total cool. Recall. Yeah. The original is so good, and the remake is so bad.
2: I mean, I would like to see Total Recall, the new one. It looked beautiful. Like, I would like to see them kind of revisit the old one more exactly.
1: I don't know I thought the new one looked like shit
2: I thought the effects were great but I didn't think the story was it just seems
1: so plastic so too perfect if you know what I mean too shiny yeah it kind
2: of does have that I I think more uh, I don't know whatever you want to call it that digital feature look yeah it's better for that but they did do it in a weird way I guess you like, they did think keep, how crappy his apartment is, and then how beautiful the building is. Yeah. Essentially,
1: they did keep the three-breasted woman at least. Yeah, kind of Got to keep her plot alive. Lines. Uh, they're also going to remake the craft. The craft. I don't know it's the one. movie with the witchcraft. Uh, the the three girls are like. Oh uh,
2: uh, yeah, not interested. Me either.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and. There will be an X Men spinoff called New Mutants, directed by Josh Boone, who directed The Fault in Our Stars. Hmm. Uh, New Mutants, I believe I read a few of his comics back in the day. I don't know. I like Marvel, like I said. I like the X Men. I'll give it a shot. Yeah, right, we'll sure. See that. how it goes. I thought The Fault in Our Stars was okay for what it was, I thought it would be way worse. Hmm. So, give it, a, give it a look. Let's get into Pre Judgment Day. Boom. The trailer watch. First up, Crimson Peak, the new movie from Guillermo del Toro starring Jessica Chastain, Loki, I mean Tom Hiddleston, <laughs> and uh, Mia Wasikowski. And, uh, I think I did pretty good with those pronunciations. <laughs> uh, it's a, looks like it's a horror movie, haunted house type thing. Yeah, look pretty standard by the books to me. Yeah, um, the beginning
2: of the trailer, I was sort of like, it's kind of cool more of a
1: period piece
2: yeah and then halfway through it I was like oh this I don't think I'm going to be watching this
1: I like Guillermo del Toro Pacific Rim not as much but I like um, Pan's Labyrinth a lot that's an amazing movie Uh, I'm sure there's others that I'm just forgetting but I'm I'm holding out hope just because I feel like he'll add his touches. At least the special effects will be good. Yeah. Uh, he'll. I feel like he'll do something creative to make it a little bit of his own, but this really just looked like a uh, by-the-books Haunted House movie. Except yeah, just a period piece. I mean, the,
2: maybe... Plus, there's good actors. Yeah, I you know, love the actors.
1: So. Jessica Chastain, I'll say it every episode. I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I'll see it. But it just... If I had to predict right now, it's would say a 7 out of 10. Just standard. Yeah, I'm going to wait and see how it gets received. Probably. He needs to come back after Pacific Rim. I know a lot of people love that movie, but that he needs to get back to a more practical fix. Yeah. The uh, next movie trailer we watched was Gem and the Holograms. Yeah. This is a. Adaptation of the 1980s cartoon series about a girl who was a rock star. and She would apparently, in the cartoon, they'd have these hologram band members together with her, and there's like this magical element to it. Huh, and these rival bands, but I don't know, I've never seen it, I they never heard, heard of it.
2: vague in the trailer for sure. No,
1: seems like this is your typical pre teen girl. It's big. centric movie of a musical artist and, yeah.
2: gets big, loses your friends does something to get him back
1: what's the difference between this and Spice World? <laughs> remember that? yeah, unfortunately <laughs> uh, I don't know, directed by the guy, hopefully that... this one makes sense <laughs> yeah directed by the guy that did G.I. Joe Retaliation um, and the Step Up movies there were a bunch of them uh did not interest me in the slightest. No. Hated I mean, the trailer.
2: <laughs> and the director doesn't interest me anymore.
1: And actually angered me because I know I will be seeing this movie with my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> and she will like it a lot. <laughs> You'll watch it 40 times. Yeah. That's the person. Good luck with that <laughs> Hopefully it's... They turn it around. The things <laughs> to be good, but... The last trailer we watched was for a documentary called The Wolf Pack, which basically was like the real-life version of Dogtooth. Did you ever see that movie? Oh, Greek Greek movie. Super weird, super good. (laughs) Uh, This is about a group of kids who are never allowed to leave their apartment from the... Uh, Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And uh, they turn to movies... As their escape, and they're rewriting movie scripts uh, from memory, and, and basically, I get, it seems like they're going to rebel and try to break free or whatever by the end of the trailer. But I thought this looked awesome. I, I thought it looked pretty cool. Yeah, uh,
2: like their Batman suit looked, all, yeah, it oh yeah, looked it awesome. Yeah, so good Made for, out of cereal boxes.
1: Yeah. yeah, super interesting.
2: I've I've actually heard of these guys from like a couple. Random, like, little articles that yeah. I saw on, like, a Gawker website or something like that. that they do this.
1: Yeah, and I've heard good things about the documentary from some movie podcasts that I listened to, so. That's cool. Yeah. Just from people describing it, I didn't have that much interest, but that trailer actually kind of, definitely made me want to watch it.
2: Yeah, I don't, the description, I don't think it would sell me, but yeah, if you watch the trailer, you'll probably want to watch it. Yeah. It looks really cool. It does.
1: No doubt. All right, well, in theaters uh, two weekends ago, Avengers Age of Ultron in its second weekend did a 60% drop to $77 million that weekend. Yeah. Um, have no fear. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into the big update in the next episode, but Hot Pursuit was the biggest new release of <laughs> the week, and... Thankfully, none of us drafted it. It's, it only made thirteen million and has a six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. So somebody would have killed themselves. It would have been uh, box office draft suicide with that one. Also, a movie that came out was *The D Train*, starring Jack Black and um, Cyclops, James Marsden, as Jack. It's like a there's a high school reunion or a college reunion coming up, and Jack Black is trying to convince. James Marsden, who was like the popular jock to come to it with him to make him seem cool, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I haven't really heard much about it.
2: but Yeah, I finally saw the trailer for it the other day. Oh like Jack
1: Black. But.
2: Yeah, it looked like Jack Black could have some funny parts. But.
1: Yeah. And lastly, Maggie. The latest Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where it's more of a drama with um, him being the parent to a girl who becomes a zombie
2: oh yeah I've seen this preview
1: I haven't heard great things but it, it, I did it's a very
2: strange concept
1: but. Yeah, I actually heard that Arnold does a great job it gives him like one of the best performances of his life but, <laughs> really but it's not movie. the best movie <laughs> good figure he'll <It'll> be back <laughs> I mean his this, they've been promoting his comeback for like two or three years now
2: he should just... He's like a Clint Eastwood. Five to six lines movie. I forget yeah. what that's from. Clint Eastwood. Five to six lines of movie. Perfect
1: good guy. Whatever, Anthony. Yeah. Like in the, the Good, Bad, and Ugly. All those westerns. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't talk, but he looks cool <laughs> as shit. <laughs> yeah.
2: Throws his cigarette
1: out. Yeah. Alright, well, in the next episode, we'll be reviewing Still Alice. This is a movie about a woman who comes down with Alzheimer's yeah, and early, she's a early linguistics onset. expert yeah Alzheimer's um what is the actress's name um geez. I always get her confused with Susan Sarandon but it is not Julian Julianne Moore. Or, yes great actress uh we'll also be reviewing Ordinary People to go along with the theme of movies about mental illness as our top five yeah. but also in Redbox that week, uh, Mordecai came out. Johnny Depp in his Wes Anderson looking movie, but not actually directed by <laughs> Wes Anderson. Uh, heard terrible things, not super interested. Yeah. You?
2: I've heard the same thing. But yeah.
1: The Woman in Black 2. Sequel to the huge hit, The Woman in Black. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> no, I didn't. can't it. believe it. <laughs> well, I don't
2: know. I don't know what to say about that one.
1: Yeah, I mean, what is there to say? <laughs> uh, also, Everly, this is a movie starring Selma Hayek as a machine gun toting revenge chick. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I like uh, Selma cheeks.
2: Hayek. Yeah, just nice to look at.
1: Was who was? No, no. I'm getting <laughs> off track. Uh, tr- and Tracers, a believe direct to DVD slash VOD movie starring Taylor Lautner who was in the Twilight movies he was J. Uh, okay. Uh, no thanks. Yeah pass. <laughs> but that's it. Crappy. As always thanks for listening. You can email us the Red Box Report at yahoo.com. Follow the podcast on Twitter at the Red Box Report. I'm on Twitter at the Order Report.
2: I'm on Twitter at the RBR Joel.
1: Like us on Facebook, subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes if you don't mind. Also, did I say Stitcher? We're on Stitcher uh, (laughs) and on Letterboxd. I'm at The Oriental Report. So, as always.
2: Thanks for listening. See you next time.